Hey, 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 welcome to Your Aunties Could Never, a podcast for cool aunties and uncles every year. I'm Auntie AK and I'm here with Aunt Farah, Auntie Nana, Auntie Sade, and Uncle Femi. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Uncle Femi fit right in. All right, all right, all right. So now let's move on to one of my favorite, favorite parts of the show. <clears throat> it is called Auntie's getting your business. Auntie's getting your business. Auntie's getting your business. Femi, fix your face. This is a celebration of you, by the way. <laughs> Auntie Shade, why are you interrupting? Because um, where's the triangle? No. Oh, no. I mean, come on. Oh, we went months and months and months. I feel like almost a year without this. Auntie's getting. You know when you have a guest, right? Really bad. Yeah. You know what I'm Business. <laughs> Space. Man's not amused. You lot spoke to my freaking concert performance. <laughs> yeah, we'll see that. From from a set of musicians to another musician. Was, <laughs> how did that go? Was that great, Uncle Femi? It was fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> that's why i should feature i should have been in your new series but we won't talk about that until we talk about that this is where we get into uncle femi's business who's up first auntie nana i think is you oh shoot i've forgotten something but we'll do that after go ahead okay one second got scroll got scroll yes i am first (laughs) okay so uncle femi introduce yourself and tell us what you do, and then describe your life right now in one word or a sentence, please. My name is Femi Oyeniran. I make films. I sometimes act in them, and sometimes I make, I mostly make scripted film. I've done a bit of TV. I'm currently doing a TV documentary series, and my life at the moment, hey, Fever. Uh, I was going to say, I'm quite bonged up. Oh no. Oh, yeah. Are you taking the new? Oh, I can't even find my thing. No, but my like, thing. there's a new oh, drug. How was, it, how was it? Perfect. Really? That's a new drug. Share, share the new drug. Oh, oh, here it is. It's right here. This, not to give it advertising, but. No, what's crazy is that that's. Are that's you taking called, that? That's called Fexonadine or something. Yeah. Yeah, I've been taking that, man. Oh, serious. I've had that one for a few years. It doesn't really, these things don't really work for me. So I have like chronic fever, so I'm super struggling. I usually get an injection, but I've stopped doing it because it's a steroid. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, so sorry. Okay. Mm. Next. I just want (laughs) to leave England. I just want to leave. I hear you. So that I just don't have to go through this. Yeah. I always say, I always think it's really strange because they say, oh, hay fever's because of pollen and stuff like that. But everyone I know who has hay fever, whenever they go away, wherever it is that they go, they could be rolling around in the grass. They don't get hay fever. Only in this country. It's the... It's in America as well. Yeah, in New York. Oh, mate. Hey, <laughs> because also pollen and um, poly- pollution related as well. Yeah, I know that. But yeah, I'm it is 100%. Same, same because because yeah. I had it, I have it really badly in all, like, I've had it in Paris, I've had it in New York, I've had it here. I've not had it anywhere else. Man. So, have you tried local honey? Have you tried that? Yeah, I tried it, but it's like, how local can it get? <laughs> <laughs> We had a hive and they sold the honey and it really worked, but then they stopped doing it. Yeah, it really actually worked. It's a beehive. (laughs) Yeah, same for bees. (laughs) Think of Beyonce, maybe you'll get better. All right, I'll shut it next question. That was good, that was good. Okay, so you, although you're a filmmaker and program maker, you definitely did, like a good Niger boy, you done that academic thing as well. Was this like, for you, was this like, so you studied law, right? And what what kind of came first, the love of film or the love of law? And was it plan A to make way for plan B? 
Do you know what? It's weird because like everyone says that, but as a kid, I wanted to be a barrister because I thought, I remember like being about 10 or 11 and I found out that barristers make, I can't remember, like six figures a year or something. I was like, yeah, I want that job because I wanted money. Like, do you know what I mean? I was, I was that kid that was like, I realised, I remember like one of my dad's friends once, I stayed over at theirs and then family friends and they were dropping me back home and the dad said oh so what do you want to be when you're older I said I want to be rich like <laughs> I looked at uncle I said uncle said but you know you can't being rich is not a job and to me that was the first day it occurred to me that being rich wasn't a job <laughs> and so I thought oh so I should think about what I want to be so like most boys I wanted to be a footballer and then I realized like in the playground that nah this is not for me I'm not even the best hit let alone in the world and so mm. then I, I decided I wanted to be a barrister very young because I like to argue and I'm always giving people chat back. And so then I was always going to do law because that was my plan from a young age. And then I, I liked acting as well, but I never, ever, 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 ever thought about it as a real career. Okay. It just didn't seem real to me because it sounds mad now because we've got the internet, everyone's on camera all the time and this and that. But when you think back to like early 2000s, yeah, trying to be an actor, there wasn't Instagram, there wasn't Twitter, there wasn't like, I'm talking like, this is how mad the internet and technological advances have been in the past like sort of 20 years. And we've not even taken it in. Like the world has changed in so many different ways. Remember we had polyphonic ringtones before it was lit. Like we, like there was like all these little things that seemed so old and not even that old. They're from like so solid were around. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking <laughs> yeah. about solid members now. Like, you know, like this is not even that old. Like, you're talking about a Swiss mm. doing Black Day. Like, it's, we think like this is so long ago, but what has changed is the technological advances has made it seem like, oh, why wouldn't you think you'd be an actor? But at the time, I'd never seen an actor in my life before because mm -hmm. everyone, every actor that I'd ever seen was on TV. I remember I saw like, do you remember, like, there was the Truman Brothers and EastEnders? Is that what they were called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fat chicken. Yeah, yeah, so, like, sorry, yeah. I'm just putting my light so you can see me. Now you can't see me. We can see you. We can see, we can you. see you. Yeah, yes. so there was there were, there were these brothers. I remember I saw one of them on the tube coming out of the tube station. I was like, oh, my gosh, he's an actor. Like, you know, <laughs> the good brother, the one that was married to Cat or something. Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. I used yeah. to watch EastEnders hard back in the day, as you could tell. So oh, like, yeah. I, really, I think we I, all did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because yeah. we had no choice again because of technology. <laughs> yeah, because of technology, we had like five channels. So like yeah. everyone watched EastEnders, everyone watched Emmerdale, everyone watched Coronation Street at least once in a week because mm -hmm. we had no choice. Now that we have choice, we can like make all these choices. But anyway, I just didn't think I liked acting. I just didn't think you could do it as a real job. I didn't yeah. think it was possible. It wasn't even like my mom was telling me it's not a real job. It wasn't viable because mm -hmm. in my estate, there were no actors. <laughs> I feel you. And I would follow on from that. Then how did you build on your love for creating visual content? And did you start when you realized, oh, acting is a job, oh, filmmaking and creating content no, is but a job? How did you build on that? When it happened, it wasn't even that. It's like what happened was I just got a rowing kid out it. Oh, serious? Like, bam, that was it. It was like, bam, that was my first job in life. How did you get, no, you didn't, you didn't just walk onto set and get a job. How no, did you I do audition? To, so I went to an open audition okay. for Kid Old. Like, no clock wanted to audition kids from his old college because mm -hmm. he wanted authentic kids in this film because they were auditioning actors, but the actors were like stage school kids. So they mm -hmm. couldn't do the street thing. And so they went round to all the colleges in West London, including my old one, St. Charles, and auditioned me. But then my whole college was, you know, like, college back in the day, I loved college so much. Yeah. It, was, it was mad <laughs> yeah. because it was, it was all common, everyone in a common room. College was the best because it's like, you're not wearing a school uniform, you got your own swag. It's sort of like, you're still figuring out who you want to be in the world. But I remember that day, starting college late after lunchtime, so I didn't know there was an audition for this film. I didn't even know about this film. So luckily for me, though, I'm finishing drama class in the drama hall where they were auditioning people. And I just see everyone start coming in. Clark, brother, I said, oh, you do acting? He goes, yeah. I goes, 
what is that a real i actually said to him like do you make money from that remember like the thing is like i always say i saw you in Lori the other day he's my friend from school we were in, like used to sit next to each other in school he's now like a fine artist and he's doing great things in the world and i said to him yinka do you know what we are we are different versions yeah versions of what we were as kids because in school i was the kid selling cds and chocolates to make money i was that kid i was him i was he like and so when like i'm here now trying to hustle films hustle this like whenever daniel kaluuya sees me he's like fam like this is what you were like in school i knew you were gonna do this like you know because really the reason i know daniel kaluuya was he's two years younger than me who went to the same school, but the only reason I know him is because I used to sell him sweets and chocolates at school. I'm in year nine. I'm in year nine. He's in year seven. I'm no Easy target. year seven kid. But the yeah. only reason I'm talking to all the kids in school is that I'm like hustling these things and like Daniel was one of my customers. That's the only reason I know him. <laughs> So, I love that. <laughs> study filmmaking at all or nothing? It was just learning on the go. Yeah, so what happened was that you know I'm on set and then I'm I'm doing I, I and then I knew I was doing I did my law degree, finished my law degree, so I did kidnapped before I did went to uni, and then it mm. came out in my first year of uni, and then the sequel came out the year I was finishing uni. So it was all like it was almost like dovetailed, like you know bookended by by kiddos oh and adults and then i come out of uni and i was like oh you know i'm gonna carry on doing this acting thing i know quite a lot about you know the industry da, da, da. and then it was a hard year and i was like oh why don't i start making content now funny enough in that year like i one of my friends was working at some council and he said they had funding for people to do short films and then I like wrote a script and then I tried to do this short film called Fresh Off The Boat, which was semi-autobiographical because I grew up in Nigeria. I moved there when I was 10 and it wasn't that good. But then I started to do these like little things to try to figure out how to make films. And so like I learned from practice rather than from school because I knew I didn't want to go to school again, like straight away. Yeah, I knew I wanted to work in this industry, but I knew the only way to survive in this industry was to be not just uh at the time i think now it's different it's weird it's like if i was patient i think i could have just been an actor because there's more opportunities for black actors now but at the time we were so early there wasn't that much opportunity there was an opportunity like me and adam deacon were competing for the same roles all the time or mm. me and amanda me were competing for the same like do you know what i mean it was like we were all going for one row and there was one row every three months and so if you're not in that project in, in that three month or like that year or you're not in the bill, that big bill yep. episode yeah. where Mel was finishing, then you're not you're not working for six months. So I realised that I needed to make my own content. And so then I started to work. I, in that year, I did a short film and then I started cut the chat. I was trying to make it into a YouTube show. Mm. So then, and then I shot a documentary about black fatherhood, funny enough, with David Lammy. And that's never really seen a light of day as well. Well, like, it was a lot of my learning stuff has never really seen the light of day. But that documentary could have been mad because it had like Eddie Caddy in it, myself, Tiny Temper, Spike wow. Lee, Trevor mm-hmm. McDonald, mm-hmm. David Lammy, so many guys, Kwame Quayam, everyone just talking about their experience of black fatherhood. Oh, like wow. that will pop. Oh, that, that, that needs to come out. That will pop. Yeah, you now, like, you know what I mean? But a lot of things, I just feel like, in a weird sort of way, like, a lot of the times in my career, I've been quite early on stuff. like, And so then there's no reference, so you're just forging your own way. Like, Kid Oughtwood was, like, an exception in that it was a successful Black British film, but usually they're not even that successful. Yeah. They weren't popping like that. And so because you're part of this successful thing, you have to keep following up that success. Then you start, like, a YouTube show, but no one didn't really know what YouTube was. Mm. Like this was at a time that YouTube clips had to be 10 minutes. So I was getting Ed Sheeran, who I was friends with at the time, in the barbershop, but interviewing him for two hours and then condensing it in 10 wow. minutes. Wow. And then I was doing that with like Ashley Waters. I was doing that with like Robert Sheehan. I was doing it. 
all my friends, all the people that I was friends with, I was making them come and cut the chat at that time. But but it was like, it had to be 10 minutes because that was the restriction. And then I took it off YouTube and put it on Vimeo, but we weren't getting as much views on Vimeo. Mm -hmm. But it was like, there was like, I, I feel like I suffered a lot in my career. If like, but what I'm massively like, I'd say like I'm doing really well, I'm successful. But there's certain things I just did too early. Like I was way before my time. And so that's, like, that's that's interesting you say that. I think almost everybody in our generation has exactly the same thoughts. Yeah. Like we were just doing things before the technology was there. Mm. And if we were like 10 years Further. younger or yeah. it was 10 yeah. years before, we would all be in such different positions now. But it's just the, the technology wasn't there. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really interesting. As you far ago. So it's funny that you were talking about how you kind of like got into acting and then that led on to you producing content and that led on to you doing other things. But what is it that you love most? Like where's in all of that creativity, what is your happy place? Acting's the easiest job out of all the jobs because you just have to act. Some I mean, people can't do that, though. You know, yeah, I think you're not giving yourself the right amount. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying it's the easiest in terms of, like, psychologically, like, you just have one focus. Obviously, this mm. is the thing. Acting, acting's hardest. Like, what? I'll talk to you about that. So, acting, you have to get a job. You have to audition. You have to go to a job interview. Yeah. Every few weeks, every few months, like, every... You're constantly going for job interviews. Most adults do like, maybe now it's changing because people change jobs a lot. But back in the day, people do like maximum like three, four job interviews in their life. Maybe now 10, because like, people change jobs all the time. Or even 20 if you like, right? Actors do that in like a few months. So you, you basically have to impress people to give you a job constantly. Sometimes people are not really trying to get... It's just like any job, right? There's nepotism. So if someone's auntie and uncle knows someone's auntie and uncle, that person's getting a role anyway. So like, it's hard to get an acting job. But when you get an acting job, it's the sweetest job because yeah. they pick you up. You don't have to do anything. You just have to act. So they pick you up, they feed you, they tell you where to stand, they tell you when to stand there. Like, there's just so many things, so many layers of it that makes it like, they, they create almost like the perfect condition for you to act mm. do you get what i mean and yeah. so it's like in a way it's like it's a great job when you get it but like actually what makes actors like what makes it psychologically draining is that you're not always working in other creative forms you don't have to wait for permission to create so if i meet say i'm at burner boy right in LA a few years ago and he's like I'm a massive fan he's a massive fan of mine facts got it on camera everything massive <laughs> fan I love you da, 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 da. I've been watching you my whole life you're a legend da, da, da. I'm like you're a legend da, da, da. we're doing this ah, legend talking I'm gonna be like you bro yeah bro all of that <laughs> and he's like yeah I want to be in your next film da, 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 da. put me what you did in Jamaica I'll come and do it in Nigeria and I'll be in it yeah I was like okay cool now Normally, for an actor, right, if that was an actor, they have to audition, they have to go through that. In this, like, maybe we'll do something with Burner Boy. But the point is, in order for that collaboration to happen, it takes a lot. I have to raise money, write the script. You see, if I was an artist, me and Burner Boy would have had a tune, like, two years ago. Yeah, okay, I get you. It's quick. All the other art forms are quick. You can just create because you feel like it. You can collaborate really quickly. You can, it's easily accessible. But film and acting and all of that is hard to access and the, and the opportunities are hard to come by. And so you end up in a situation where psychologically, a lot of actors find it draining. And then like you see with Adam Deacon, he had a mental health breakdown because it's hard to go from winning a BAFTA to not being yeah. able to get work and then to falling out with someone that was your mentor at a point. And like there, there's so much that goes with it. Whereas like, as, an, as a fine artist, you can pick up your paintbrush and you can make this on the wall, funny tummy. Or you can go to studio and you can record. You don't even have to go to studio. You can record in your living room on your, with a nice mic and yeah. then send it to studio to get mixed down. Or you can design clothes and get it made. Do you get what I'm saying? 
Like, but the art yeah. industry is very hard to access. Gotcha. I don't know what my question was. You answered it. Don't worry. You answered it. I know it. I know it. I know. Which one do I like better? I like acting because it's the <laughs> it's the one that you don't have to go out and raise money and spend hours writing a script for. Whereas, like, I do really enjoy everything else as well. Okay. Okay. All right. So my one is, and and you've done lots of different things, but you've also built up lots of relationships with people. So your business partners. And then even like creating Cut the Chat with all of those guys as well. It's like you're always working with lots of different people and collaborating. And we never hear anything bad about you, Femi. It's always like good news. Not when yet. your name is mentioned. Well, we, we oh, hope that this this stays. Touch, touch wood and everything else. Praise no, I'm, 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 I'm batting the wood right now. <laughs> <laughs> but what is your secret sauce, though? What, what do you think you, you have about you while you're really easy to work with and people... Are generally very praising of you as well. I'm honest. I'm honest. I don't really lie, and like people hate it because I'm. I come across as abrasive sometimes because I'm just. I just tell the truth. Like I just say what I feel about stuff. I don't give people BS. Like when I'm thinking about stuff, I, I let you know what I'm thinking. I let you know, like if I don't like something, and like like I said, people don't like that. Like you know, like they they. But no one can badmouth you for being honest. Mm, yeah. They can say, like, he was... I didn't like the way he said that to me. <laughs> they can't say, like, he's a bad person because he told me how he felt. Yeah. That's interesting. That's that's it. That's it. Yeah. In a nutshell. I, I think that's... that's key. Way safe, yeah. I think that's key. I think that's key to, to, to operating in, in an industry where people are not necessarily always honest and people are always very direct or people all scheming or looking out for themselves and all of that stuff and and i never say i'm gonna do stuff that i can't do if i don't understand something i say i don't know it or like i can't do it and 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 i think that's just the key because this industry is so hard and people lie a lot anyway that i i didn't want to add to that and i just think that's it just be honest i like that Cool. So we have a few things in common. So you're Nigerian. I'm Nigerian. Uh, you're a business owner. I'm a business owner. <laughs> Can you tell us, like, what are your like key tips for like running a business, especially in the creative space? Do you know what's weird? Like, what I learned recently, my key tip is always keep some money in the bank. <laughs> like, always, like, when you get that big bag yeah, don't spend it all always, keep, always hold some of it because I've been doing a lot of projects, well I've done quite a few things recently where I've not been paid when I've expected to be paid and we would have been in a lot of trouble financially if we didn't have money in the bank and okay. so and which is hard to do because it's your money <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? and so apart so like obviously me and nikki nikki slim thing like we're business partners so a lot of my business that i do like i'd say like maybe 80 percent, maybe 70 75 percent is with him right and so like we have money there that we could just spend like we could just go go to the bank and like draw it out and then spend it but we don't and we have like financial discipline in that way in that we we always keep money aside, and I just think that's the top. What I'm learning recently that has helped us because, like, there's big invoices that have not come through, but we've been able to tide. We've been able to cover cost in the meantime, and and also I just feel like one of the obstacles in the creative industry is that they they never pay you your invoice when you need it. Yeah, and so it's almost like, and I also think it's a bit racist, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you why because I think it's racist because I feel like it's a barrier to entry. If you're a rich kid already, or your company is financed by a bigger company, you always have money from the bigger company to support your company. So yeah. if you're a black company, you don't, and that you're independent and you're fully 100% owned by, by black people yourself or whatever, you might not have that. And so you can't actually compete in the industry because you don't have the money to take part in the first place. Right. 
And so, like I said, if we didn't have money in the bank, there's like things that I don't obviously like want to start talking like names of companies and stuff. But like, there's big companies that have just owed me and Nicky money for time. But like, we spent that money like two months ago or like a month ago. But like, where, where, where's, when are you paying us? But if we weren't in a financially steady place to be able to cover that or to see that through, we would be ho- owing people money. And then we look bad. We look like those black boys that like, oh, yeah. you know those yeah. black guys, like those uncles from back in the day that like, <laughs> oh yeah, you ran off from the funding. Right off the, funding. Oh, the funding was never there. <laughs> Stop it. No, but, you know, like, there was always back in the day, yeah, you always hear rumors about, oh, this guy got all that funding from here or mm, got yeah. financing from, and then he ran off of the money. But then that's what it looks like if you're not paying people's invoices. But sometimes your invoice is not being paid. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there was no funding. In yeah. the first place. zero pounds <laughs> yeah. so i just i just feel like you know that's that's a key that's key learning that i'm having this year like it's mm. a new learning and then i also just think it's the hardest thing about running a, a business i think is someone described sincere actually the rapper who's also like manages lots of artists now mm. he said something like he described it perfectly today what a few weeks ago to me he said he said, you need today money and you need tomorrow money. Mm, yeah. And mm-hmm. so today money is money to keep tiding over. Tomorrow money is that chasing new business. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. hardest thing in business is striking the balance between chasing today money and tomorrow money. Because you want to do your day-to-day, like, I'll use me for an example. You want to make documentary for, like, BET and do, like, oh, Evolution of Black British, that. That's day-to-day, like, right? But then there's bigger projects. Like, I've got projects, Hollywood projects, right? Yeah. That's tomorrow, buddy. But it's like, actually, I need to pay my bills today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Of all the projects under your belt, It's A Lot, the Intent franchise, your production company, Fan Studios, the upcoming BET documentary that you just mentioned, the evolution of Black British music, which I should have been in based on my musical talents. Of all the work that you've done so far, which best re- represents who you are as a creative? What's the one that's like, yeah, that's 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 perfectly signpost the person that I, the creative that I want to be and I want to be renowned for. So a lot of my projects are behind who I am as a person. Most of my projects, because it takes a while to get funding for projects, and so the projects are always like. The projects are always like maybe five years behind who I am, like yeah, yeah, yeah. as a person, all the time. Like, so it's hard for me to say, but I'd say like I love the intent because what it did for me, it showed me that we can create something like it was fully financed by black people. We released it ourselves, and then that film sold all around the world, right? And it showed me that we don't need external money. It made me realise that there's power. There's a black pound. There's power in black people and we can create yeah. stuff. We can create ideas. We can create visions ourselves and bring them to, to life ourselves. Like every single, every aspect of that project was financed by black people. So I love what it means, like to me as a person, like, you know, and it made money. Like everyone made their money back. They made profit. Like, and I, there was just something special about magical about the fact that this film that I made has Nikki on the phone to Dame Dash, has me on the phone to Buster Rhymes, has me on the phone. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like this little British, but they've watched it. Like it's on Netflix in America. They these people are like are fans of this work. So I like the intents because of what they mean to me as a person. The evolution of Black British music is probably the most important piece of work I've ever done because. Okay. No one's ever done something like that. No black British person has done something like that. And also it's a piece of black British history. Like I've got Skibbity's last interview before he yeah. passed. Like that's mad. Like, you know, like I obviously I'm only using a few minutes of it in the documentary, but I've got an hour of Skibbity talking about his musical journey. Like yeah. no one's ever done that. Like, you know, I've got I've got two hours of Mega Man talking about So Solid Journey. Mm. my rushes like you know i've got 
I've got Nene talking about the challenges of being a black woman and having a hit at that time. Like, I've, like you know, I've got the Flowers girl saying, like, she watched the video for the first time and cried. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I mean? like, you know there's, there's, like, I mean, it's, it's, uh, and that's, like, even before I get into, like, the grime interviews and, like, the Nao and all of these different things. So, like, for me, I just feel like, the most important piece of work that I've done because like you know I've got like maybe 80 something 90 contributors from like black British music talking about their contribution and I just feel like actually part of my role is to shine a light on the experiences of black people all around the world but from a UK perspective because this is where I live and and so the evolution of Black British music does that the most out of all the work that I've done. Fair enough. Thank you. Can't wait to watch it. I yes, cannot that's wait that's to see great. it. So, I mean, you've got your fingers in a lot of different pies. <laughs> so what is it that you do? What to? How do you take time out for yourself? What does self-care look like for you? And who do you lean on to keep you People sane? People always say that, you know. Do you know what's mad? It's like, I, I've got this cycle. I need to bring it to an end because I'm getting old now and it's not sustainable. So what I do, I just go, 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 and then I crash and then I rest. Mm. And I go, 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 and then I crash and then I rest. But it's not working. And so what I think I need to do more is balance it out. And so what I, what do I do every week? I train. I train, I started training. I train like maybe like three or four times a week. I used to train like every day, like 2018, 2019, I was training like every day. But now I don't really have as much time. So I train like maybe three, four times a week. I also, do you know, I love music. I love music. I listen to music all the time. And I like, see like, Shade would tell you like Nigerian culture, right? It's like, like Yoruba culture is party culture. Like, you know, I was talking to some guy, he was, he was Alsa, he was like, ah, oh, so you went partying in Lagos? Ah, Yoruba parties. <laughs> it was like, the Yoruba people know how to party. Like, that's the war vibes. Like, that's our, that's our thing. Like, you know, and, and so, like, I feel like in a way, that's part of the tradition of who I am. And I like, I like party, you know, I like stuff like that. So, I need to change. I need to like take breaks and stuff. I need to get massages and do little spa things and stuff like that. But I don't, to be honest. I don't. Well, you need to. I just want to interject and say, yes, Femi is that when you're out at a party with Femi and Femi Zay, you will see him on the dance floor in the middle. I'll be next to him, but it's that's how it goes. You'll be in he dances. You are, you enjoy. You're not one of the people that stand on the sidelines looking mean. You enjoy No, no, it. no, no, no. I just I, I think I think that's like I think that like dancing and and, and like to music and, and to percussion based music, right, is part of being black. Yes. I just feel like it's insane. It's wired into your, I feel like you're, you're being, that's part of the true blackness. <laughs> it's very true. It's spiritual, man. It's in us. It is. It is. That's why um, throughout the globe, it's the same thing. Okay, my question. All right, so I absolutely love podcasts and love you guys' podcasts as well, part of the chat. <clears throat> I wish it was still going in its an original form, like actually in the barbershop. Like, in the barbershop, all of you guys together, I think that would just be great at this moment in time. But you're generally, everybody would go to you as like the guy that was like the, the political one, the more of like the father figure of the podcast. So we just had father's day on sunday and you know there's always this chat of women jumping on father's day and being like you know i'm mum and dad so it's my day what do you think about that when women jump on father's day and make it about themselves i think i think women could do whatever they like because we're all here because of women right and i just think i think the, the thing with father's day right i never grew up with my dad my dad died when i was one or even less like wow. 11 months or something and so, exactly. and so I would argue that actually it's only now that I'm there's certain things that I realise that I'm older and I've got a relationship with my sons. I've got two sons, right? I didn't miss not having a dad because I didn't know what it was like to have a dad. Right. Right? 
But there's certain things that me and my sons talk about or I tell them about or I teach them about. So one of my sons is like, yeah, I'm making... One of my sons says to his brother, just now, says to his brother, how's business? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. The, the older son, the older son looks at him like, why are you saying that in front of that? I'm like, no, you can talk, talk, talk. Go and tell me. And so it turns out this kid is selling like fans to his friends because they don't know oh, wow. how in school, right? Oh, and tree. Right? Exactly. So, so the kid's selling fans. And I said to him, I said to him, but, but why don't you want to tell me about this business? I can advise you, you know? You know I've been doing business all my life, right? And so... And so then he starts explaining to me how much they charge. And then he says, like, this girl's holding all the money. And I'm like, why is she holding all the money? Do you have access to that money? And And I'm explaining to And I'm breaking all these things down to him. Obviously, we're having jokes, right? But this, this, like, him selling fans, right? And now the business, he's only sold one fan so far. The girl wants to sell it for a pound, but he thinks 50p is a good price point, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Anyway... Those types of conversations are like those little, little things reminds me that like there's certain things that my dad could have told me about. There's little, little things like there's things like I remember last week, one of my friends was talking about something and I was just like, you know what? If only like really I could have just asked my dad, like if my dad was out. And so in a way, I just think like men are important. I think obviously women could say, "Oh, it's, I could be the mom and the dad." Like, oh, like, like men are important, and a man's role is important. I don't know how tangible and how you can measure it, or you know, I, I don't know. But what I do know is that actually, in my observation about my it, into my relationship with my sons, I realized there's certain things that I just didn't have because I did have uncles and stuff in my life, but I didn't look at them as a father. I didn't look up to them. I didn't look at them as a guide and so they were it was always fake i had a stepdad but my stepdad i didn't look at him as my dad ever like and so it was it was not it was never full and so yeah i don't think aunties should be saying they are the moms or the dads because the dads are valuable too Mm. (laughs) okay who's next was it me it's, it's me sorry okay sorry thank you for that but when it's all said and done yeah what do you want to be known for what do you want to have achieved quickly you know that was the last question we asked everyone in the documentary oh really <laughs> yeah okay so we're on to something then yeah <laughs> no, but we didn't, do you know what's funny we didn't even really use it as well but it'll be interesting to see what everyone said actually because uh, mm. I, I, i'm gonna watch it back i want to know what skimmer said but when it's all said and done, I just want to have a legacy, man. I want to, I want to be, I want to have impacted people's lives in a positive way. And I want to have a legacy. I want my sons to be like, you know, like people like that's blah blah son, or like, or like my dad was this. Like when they're talking about their dad, like my dad did this. Like I, I really, I think it's important to me that my sons hold them are proud to be my sons. Yeah, I feel you. Love that. Yeah, totally makes sense. Mm. That's a good one. So now we're moving on to the quick fire round. These are quick, quick questions, quick answers. Yeah, quick answers. So. I know already, but what's your relationship status? Where's your other half? Actually, I want to know, how did you propose? You're married. Like, how did you propose? Did you get down on one knee? Did you do a big ceremony or I want to marry you? Did you have balloons and fireworks or was it like... You know what? I'm so happy Instagram wasn't popping and my missus hates this year. And we say it to each other. I say it all the time. She hates that. I say this all the time. I'm always like, Instagram yeah, has put everyone under stress. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad. Because remember, I got, I didn't, I missed online dating. I missed Instagram. I missed this. I missed that. So it was, the pressure of all of that just wasn't there. All you could do was tweet about my thing. You couldn't. <laughs> you could, you could, what, like, what did you do? How did you um, propose? Yeah, it was just like, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't mad romantic still. I just like was like, oh, would you marry me? Like, it wasn't, 
It wasn't an event. Did you do it at dinner? <laughs> like, it was at it was at Cambridge. She was at oh. Cambridge at the time, studying. So yeah, it was that. Okay. okay. At least there's a bit of Harry Potter settings and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was Harry Potter settings. I love it. <laughs> no, but it's mad. But Cambridge did look like Harry Potter. It does, it does, it does, it does. Looks, looks like Harry Potter. But yeah, it was, it was, it was very simple. It was. The thing is, like, you know, there's so, certain things in life, right? I just feel like there's so many. All most aspects of my life are quite grand. Okay. Like personal things, I sometimes like simple. Like Father's Day, I was just at home with my sons. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be outside in a restaurant because that's what I do all the time. Yeah, I hear and you. We're tired. We're tired of being outside. You see, when you're outside, when your career is being like 50% or like 30%, say, like 30% is more realistic of my life is being outside. I don't want to be outside. I just want to be inside. I'm glad that's what you want, but I'm going to talk. Let's, we should get your wife on and say, where do you want to be, sis? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's go, go, go. <laughs> so you've got sons. What are they like? And is one more like you than the other? It's funny. I've got two sons. One of them looks like me, but likes, does, likes his mum more than he likes me. The oh, other wow. one looks more like, really looks like my sister and his mum's mum which is weird like he looks more like them and he looks he looks he looks up to me more than anything in the world i mean i think he's forging his own way and he wants to be his own person but at a time like that's like my biggest fan like i can easily say like that's my biggest fan and like i'm his huge fan as well like i'm both because people like, say which son do you like more? I like both of them, like and at different times, and I dislike both of them at different times as well. <laughs> that is how it goes. <laughs> no, no, our parents like some parents can pick. Like that's my favorite. You must have ten to be able to pick your favorite. Because <laughs> my two, I can't even pick. Like because I, I really, really adore both of them, and so yeah, they, they, they. Do you look like me? One they do one of them does look like me, he's like my twin. And I say, my twin, he's like, No, I don't look like you, I look like myself. <laughs> well, my daughter says that. <laughs> they act like you though. Do you see yeah. yourself in them? So my older son, who doesn't necessarily look like me, emotes like me. Mm-hmm. And talks mm-hmm. in a similar way to me. So like he does the facial expressions, the hands and all of that stuff. And like, so if you see him, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's Femi's son. Because he's like, he's he, even though it doesn't look like me, his characteristics and he's, the way he expresses himself is so similar to me. I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's Femi's son. Whereas the, young, like, the younger one definitely is more of his own man. And um, they, that, it's interesting, like they both do acting, which is funny to me. I think it's hilarious. That's interesting. Because they chose it and everyone's like, oh, did you make them do acting? I don't really care. No one's trying to make them do anything. Like, <laughs> just, just go to school, bro. <laughs> no one's trying to make you do nothing. So they both do acting, which I think is really funny and interesting. Are you an uncle already? I feel like, what, in life? Yeah, yeah. Like, do you have, like, nieces and nephews? or people No, like, so I've only got one sister. She's younger than me. She's 27. Okay, she doesn't yeah. have kids. But I've got, like, Nigerian nieces. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. what type of uncle are you, then? Like, I'm the uncle. Nieces. I'm the, like, eat sweets. You want to do that? Do it. You want money? <laughs> Take it. I'm the, like, I'm the one that the mums don't like because I'm forever giving them kids. <laughs> I just say yes to them. I'm like, I never say no. You want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm that uncle. I'm the yes uncle. Okay. Uh, give, give us an, an instance where you went into full uncle mode. I mean, I don't, right? Because I just say yes to everything. <laughs> so you, you never had to pull anyone up? No, I always say yes. I don't even tell off the kids like that. Oh, oh cool. One time, though, one time, one time, I lost my son, my younger son, at a premiere, a big premiere. Right? It's like worst nightmare. It was 
it was like I was telling their mum. Their mum said I feel sick even you telling <laughs> me about it. I'm like, no, he's with me right now. She's like, no, but I, the thought of it makes me sick. Yeah. And and but I was with my godson and my older son. So I turned around, turned back. The kid's not there. I'm like, where is he? They're looking at me like that. I wanted to punch them so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I hate like, but he was just standing right next to you. They're like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. And this kid could barely speak at the time, you know. Oh, oh no. wow. Like, he was like, maybe three. Where and was then, he? He was, so it was at Leicester Square Premier, you know. Mate. So imagine he had walked out of the door of the cinema in Leicester Square and gone into the square. <clears throat> We're looking for him all around the cinema. No way. Eventually, the police found him. Oh, oh my God. God. Back to the cinema. And we asked him afterwards what, what happened. He was like, well, I saw everybody going away, so I go away. Oh. <laughs> and, then the, and then and then we were like, oh, so what did you say to the police? He was like, oh, I said, I'm with my daddy Femi. In my head, I was busting up. Like, how many Femi's are there in the world? That's like saying, Bob. <laughs> I had to all teach them how to say their surname, how to spell it after that. The kid's like two, three. I'm like, this is how you say it. Oh, yeah, me, bro. Oh, yeah. This is my phone number. Scariest story ever. That is. Okay, so obviously, we're your favorite aunties now. So, because we are. What we would like you to do is to tell us a secret. Tell us something that your parents don't know. Maybe your wife doesn't know. Like, because you know, aunties, we collect all the tea. So tell us something. Immediately. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm not a secretive person. You went to Charles, you've got some secrets. Mm. <laughs> I know you've seen some stuff. That's funny. <laughs> a secret, a secret. I can't even think because I don't really have that many secrets. Mm-hmm. Mm. That many. Yeah, I don't really think like <laughs> I have like, I'm just thinking of dumb things. Um <laughs> one of those. <laughs> you can share one of the dumb All right, so the only dumb thing I can think of, I've definitely stolen like sweets from the Safeway. Or the Morrisons <laughs> in Holloway before. Yeah, they used to sell. Yeah, def- no, the ones I used to sell, I had to buy them because I used to get to the safe borders, Safeway Morrisons before it opened, and and so I was like one of the only few people in the shop when it opened. So like, hard to steal them. But yeah, I definitely, definitely have stolen from there before, but I can't remember. Might have been a Fred or something, or I might have just taken the chocolate and just ate it. Like <laughs> very very shameful on you shame okay well i feel right. like i've got a better secret than that but i just can't think of one right now okay well, we'll get it out of you don't worry we'll have you back and you will tell us by force okay now you've said that you've, you've now admitted that you have been stealing in your young young days redeem yourself tell us something that make make us proud tell us something that you're really really proud of that just really like you know what yeah you're very proud of. Make us very proud of you so we can sing your praises even more. Um, Something that... I don't know, like... I can't really think. This, these are the hardest questions. You see, like, I've got answers <laughs> for everything. Yeah. It's like, think. what are you proud of? What makes you like, yeah, man? I suppose maybe you, you already said that in 10 and this new documentary, but is there anything that could even, like, a personal mission, personal victory, you're like, yeah, you're actually proud of? Mm. you know what yeah I'm proud that I went like you know that I've got a law degree from like London School of Economics the aunties all of that you aunties should definitely that aunties this is what it is the aunties love that one the aunties love that one but I think that's a good thing like I think it's definitely important that you know LSE is like basically like an Ivy League university equivalent and so in a way it's like it's. I think that's something that I'm forever proud of. I might even go back to school one day. Mm. Yeah, MBA. I might do an MBA. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do See, we're proud of that. Side note to that. Have you ever been in a situation where you've had to like use the law on someone? Yes. 
like say like if i don't know you've like police have tried to stop or something that you're doing or you've been in a situation where you know the law have you ever had to start saying to them actually john versus clark 19 2000 or whatever it is have you ever had to do anything like that i've definitely not done that because i i've i'm always rude to police Oh, I'm never gonna lie to you. There was one time, yeah. This is a funny story. One a family holiday in South Africa. The police pulls me over, this auntie, right? And I'm being rude to this auntie. My missus like, Femi, what you doing? Because she hates when I get stopped by police. Because I'm always rude. It's like a switch. It's I'm never even. I'm rarely. I've probably been polite to like a few police officers in my life when they've stopped me because they never stop. You never want to be stopped. Right. And so like, it's like they're, they're being a nuisance. This auntie stopped me. Right. And I'm being rude. And then my missus tapped me and I've just realized that I'm in another country. They've got guns here. The police like might just like, they might just beat me up and kill me at the side of this road. And then, and then she was like, I said, why did you stop me? She's like, I've stopped you. And I'm like, and then my missus like, you know, like when they're tapping your leg, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then she's she's like, she said, blah, 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 blah. She's like, why are you talking to me like that? I'm like, my sis, I said, she said, I'm going to give you a ticket because your light wasn't on. So they're like, I'm driving this higher car. The light is off in the car. And I've not realized. Because, you know, like my car, I don't ever turn on the light. The light it is just comes auto, up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I've not turned on this higher, higher car light. And then she's gone. Why is the light not on? Blah blah. I'm gonna give you a ticket. I'm like you're not gonna do that. Like that, you know. Like that. Like I'm still in kindergarten. Like I'm in kindergarten. I'm like you're not gonna do that. She's gone. She's gone. Of course I am. This is it. I've gone. Why? Why do you think I'm not gonna do that? I've gone to her. Oh, because you're my sister. Because my missus is like. <laughs> I've switched so quickly. <laughs> because I've realized. Oh my gosh, I'm on a dark road in the middle of nowhere in SA. Wow. Oh well. And and I'm being rude to the police officer that just pulled me, <laughs> pulled me over. For no reason. But yeah, and, uh, and then I went on to apologize and said I was from England. But I use the law every day. I do like all the legals. Like I do to a certain degree of legals on all my projects. Yeah. So like actually in a way, like there's deals that I'm involved in that. I understand the legals a lot more easily than like the people that I'm doing the deals with. Like there's like little business moves that we've done. Like, like we've got our stake in the London Lions, like being Nikki, that's like something that I, that was a deal that I looked over. So I'm constantly, I do law every day. It's really weird. It's like, like I said, everything that I wanted to be as a kid, I do it in my job now. Yeah. It's good. I love that. It's cool, man. I love it. It's amazing. Right, so just thinking about family and growing up and stuff like that, what is a family saying or tradition that you either hold very dear and practice in your life now, or you think later, no, I don't like that, that was rubbish, I'm not going to do that, or say that? My mum always used to say to me, like, remember whose son you are? Mm. Mm. And I don't even know what I feel about that. <laughs> but I just remember like my mom used to bang that every day, like remember whose sons you whose son you are. Mm. I don't even know what that means. I don't even say it to my sons now. Maybe I should put them under pressure. <laughs> it's like you remember, who's like, remember <laughs> whose son you are. You're, oh, you're so you don't anyone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hold yourself oh, up you, where you come yeah. from. Right. Yeah, so you exactly. have to- the way you carry yourself yeah. hold yourself correctly and, and i just think yeah. it's is i think it's important i think it's an important saying but at the time i just remember finding it a bit like i don't even know how to what do you mean remember who said you <laughs> you know who i am bro like you know who I, am. <laughs> I was thinking in my head do you know who i am you're I just like you, you were never saying that out loud no, you're just anyone all these stuff i'm saying in my head like me do you know who I am? Like, it's like <laughs> I was, I was such a like in my in my like one of my sons once said something. It was really young. I said to him, "Do you think of yourself as an adult or as a kid?" He said, "No, I think of myself as myself." Yeah, <laughs> and I laughed yeah. so much because that's something I would have said as a kid. I was one of those kids. I was one of the. I was one of those. I think of myself as myself. Yeah. I thought I was. I thought I was smarter than adults as a kid. 
I was one of those kids. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So when my son was saying, "Remember whose son?" My mom was saying, "Remember whose son you are." I was just thinking, "Bro, remember whose mom you are, bro." Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. oh, okay. All right. So last one. I solve one of your problems, or we can give you unsolicited advice. Wow. Do you have a problem for us to solve? A little dilemma. So you know what, yeah? Someone did something wrong to me. Do I have to tell you the details? As much as you can. Loosely, yeah, as much as you can. Not incriminating anybody. The premise. No, let's leave that one. Let's leave that one. That sounded juicy. Let me do a jokes one, because this one might might be too hard to tell without saying names and stuff. Let me do a funny one. So one of my friends called me, yeah, and she was like, her partner, she got with someone and he was really nice. They would go out, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets with her and she realizes that he's, he's, he's got child support settings. So he's got two guys, he's got two kids, sorry, with two different moms. And like, obviously he's got child support. So the money gets taken out of his pay packet. And he reckons he only has like a few hundred pounds left after they've done that. And this is not my dilemma, but I just think it's funny. And I think you, you should be able to come up with answers to this. And then the guy then would always like suggest going out or doing different things. But obviously, like, not, not f- want to follow through. Well, she'll be like, oh, should we do this on the weekend? He'll be like, yeah, if you want to. But obviously, he doesn't have money to back it. And then, and then he, he was the, he then says like, she can't be liking guys' pictures on Instagram that have like abs and stuff, like gym guys, like why she's doing that and all of that stuff. And then, and then obviously he's like, oh, he's going to take her to Nigeria to meet his mom and blah, 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 blah. All of this stuff. Yeah. In this scenario. Yeah. What should she do? So what? So what they, so this they, guy they, was very nice. This guy was very nice. Yeah. Took her out. Blah blah blah. Turns out he doesn't have that much money, right? Okay. No problem because he's got child support. He has to pay for his kids to live, which every man should prioritize anyway. Yeah. And you just don't get those men that don't put that as like top of their budget. But anyway, that's another conversation for another day. And then he he then Tells her, like, he starts being a little bit controlling. You can't do this on IG. You can't do that on IG, blah, 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 blah. What do you think about that? He doesn't have the financial means to control anybody. (laughs) I think it's that that cut and dry. Like, he can't. He doesn't have, he doesn't have, he doesn't have it to be able to start doing that to somebody else. Yeah, he needs to cut it loose. He needs to date within his financial means. That's for Precisely. sure. That's, he's no, but she likes him. She likes him, though. She he does like him, him but he, 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 he kind of brought her in on kind of like a false premise. Do you know what I mean? Like, and now she's discovered the truth. He's got issues. First of all, I think in the pol- most politest way, let me see some paperwork to see if that is the case. That the case. is, do you know what I mean? You've only got a few hundred pounds. Let's see some statements. Let's see, you know, maybe I can help you manage your budget a little bit better kind of thing so we can do all the things that we want to do if you're if you're properly serious. But no, they're not matched. They're not matched. And he's got responsibilities. So his money needs to get up so he can live a f- fruitful life, even on his own self. Because yes. if he's only got a couple of hundred. <laughs> That's not kind of, what kind of life is that? You're struggling at best. You know, for me, what is actually ringing the most alarm bells? It's not even that he's got kids. It's not even that he ain't got no money. It's that he's telling her that she <laughs> can't like man's picture. That just seems, I'm just sensing control issues here. And yeah, that yeah. for me... Nah, mate. So what are you saying that you're not gonna like girls' pictures and you're gonna do what are you gonna start doing? Looking at my thing and like how it goes and all this stuff like nah. That for me, you're yeah. not controlling me. I'm not being controlled. I'm not one of your children. That's not happening. That you have to pay child support for. I think he's um, <laughs> speaking, speaking of insecurity because he's going for the low-hanging fruit. You're liking he's insecure about his financial status. So he needs to get his if that's a problem for him, 
then he needs to sort that out because it's, 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 it's now projecting because now she's doing normal things like liking pictures. What's, if she likes him and she loves him and she's showing him support and she's actually considering staying with him though he's got no money and he's got two kids and he's got two different baby mothers and he's got child support issues. The fact that she's even contemplating that she still likes him and she wants to stay with him and he's coming to tell her that she can't like pictures. He's insecure. That means he's got shit to work on for himself. He needs to heal himself. He needs heal to himself. humble. He needs, he needs to humble. Himself. Leave her alone. She... That's the flag for me because everything else can be worked out if, because you know, if he, if, what's his career? What's he doing for life? Yeah. What's he doing? What's his, what's his intention? What's his well, goal? Like, can be worked in legal something, something. Oh, uh, like, records. Then, then to record. like that. If he works in legal something, something, he'd have a better child support thing going on. If he works in legal Is it, where is he? Is he a team assistant or is he actually Listen, listen. And then I he, he's, him. No, you, you're not listening. You're not listening. On LinkedIn, he had this legal certain certain, but to supplement that, he had he was doing Uber Eats. Get off the phone, man. <laughs> <laughs> we all listen. We tried multiple streams of income, however you can get it, and especially if you're going the legal route, however you can get it. Well done, you. What you're not gonna do is tie this woman down with your insecurities. Fix How your old life. is the woman though? Yeah. Twenties. She's in her oh, 20s. Oh, oh, oh no. How old is he? It's okay. I'm basing his 40s. I was about to say. <laughs> I think he's in his 40s. I'm basing his 40s. Trying to control young girl. Exactly. That's what they do. Tell your friend, free herself. The auntie said, remove yourself from this if you're in your 20s. Fam. And do it now. Do it <laughs> now. She's in her prime. Certain men, yeah, they will rob. With young girls of their of best their youth. Yeah. Of their youth. Yeah. And they're, yes, they're 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 and then when they're in their 30s. And then when they're older and you're older, they're all right because they've moved on to the next young thing and they're right. out here in these streets. You already I'll can't manage your own load. Their bills. You can't manage your own load. You've got two 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 baby mothers and children. And you you're telling me you're 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 living on two hundred pounds a month. No. And you're either eating and illegal somewhere, reckoning you're illegal. Reckoning. It's you not even know. I am illegal, you reckon. So maybe you, something you, you, you don't even have No, a no, he works for legal some company in Malta, apparently. Oh, all right, it's enough now because now you're going to time <laughs> share. It's just a company in Malta. Like time share now. No, no, like, no, what he does is he works <laughs> for Jesus company. That's what he no, does. Man. It's all right, it's okay. Uncle Femi, you're taking the piss. You better tell her to leave him straight away. <laughs> now, no, but, so let's but do, you, now. do you know what's magic? This scenario sounds like I made it up, but it's actually really real. No, we know no, we we believe it. What, what, what advice did you give her though? What did you tell her? What was your I advice? I said, yeah, you're an equally yoked. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Equally yoked. Yeah, definitely. He, he can't say that. Yeah, I hope there are. I hope there aren't too many women in their twenties that are dealing with men older than them, who at least aren't financially secure. Because you literally are in your prime, and it's not the time to be settling down for for any old mark. Like literally, like value yourselves. You can do so much better than that. At least get somebody who is financially stable. And then navigate from there. But you can't be, you're not financially stable. You have two kids with two different women and you're broke and you're yeah. telling me not to do stuff. Are you crazy? Like, yeah. I'd be a fool to stay around for that. Yeah. yeah. In my 20s, allow it. Okay. No. Thank you, Uncle Femi, for that. That was wonderful. <laughs> you gave brilliant answers. That dilemma was perfect for the aunties. We love that. <laughs> Quickly got to go into our sponsors. Hi. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut with HelloFresh? You get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less with over 25 recipes to choose from each week. There is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Uncle Femi, I just wanted to ask you, are you a cook at home? Do you guys cook from scratch? Do you need help? Do you go to these new kind of organizations that kind of help you with your dinner load? What's this? Um, what listen, I'll do HelloFresh, it's fine. Like I've been <laughs> seeing it. I've been seeing it. You got send me the discount code. I'll do it. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's the next bit. Our call to action. We'll send you a link in our show notes, guys, watching and listening. The link's in our show notes to get 50% off your first box and then 35% off your next three boxes. The link is in our show notes for 50% off your first box and then 35% off your three boxes. HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. And Uncle Femi said he's going to try it. So HelloFresh, there you go. Listen, I've been looking at it for a minute. I've been like, yeah, maybe I'll try that little HelloFresh thing. But I haven't. Try been. it. Try I mean, it, man. Try yeah. it. It's, it's, it's actually good. good. Big them up. They've been around for years. Yeah. <laughs> <Just stay laughs> they good. have. They have. <laughs> Getting and staying fresh. All right. Now that's it for real, for real now. Good night. End of the party. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Night, night. Bye. 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 Bye.